When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are recording episode 905, Thursday, September 8th, 4.18 p.m. Eastern, 2022, with Mr. George Webb, the connoisseur of, of China Dust. And China Dust is not is not Citizen Journal, George Webb. How to get started? How to get started telling the story? Telling your story. Mr. George Webb has written many books, which are on his website, neighborhoodnewsstudio.com. I'll put that in the description. I have several signed copies by George Webb. Go buy them. Go support them so these evil Marxist, technocratic, pedophile dictators can't keep censoring us. And um, China Dust, I don't know, maybe that is also heroin, but I don't think that's, we're not talking about heroin this episode, at least. Mr. George Webb, because I've got you for 35 minutes, 36 minutes, what is China Dust? Well, I believe China Dust, uh, for those who don't know, Trump said at the big Wilkes Bar rally, huge crowds because of the raid, huge crowds because of the Biden, you know, Nazi speech that, you know, he says China Dust and and he says it came into our country. I, I think of China Dust as being inanimate like dust. And I do think there is a potential tell here and a distinction between what's called a pseudovirus, something that chemically acts like a virus, but it doesn't replicate, doesn't have the genetic material, and then a real virus, an attenuated virus. And they, and they have big uh, different uses uh, in, in the two. And I talk about that. I talk about China dust, actually, um, in this beautiful book. You know, it's 125 pages, beautifully illustrated. Fantastic photography, and there it is. That's that's the plug, Dominic, right there. And if you, you order if you order one, I'm pretty sure George will sign it. I don't know. Maybe you have to make a special request. You'll have to meet me somewhere to sign it Ooh. because, but but I travel quite a bit. And the key here is I wrote it with Addy Ads, who you know, mm-hmm. and and what you'll see here is right up front table of contents, indexes, footnotes, glossary. You'll see all this uh, other stuff plus. He's thrown in, Tommy's throwing in a thing about Prather and about me and about Sean Atwood. So it's 125 pages. Good, good deal. And Kindle, I think, is only like five bucks. So anyway, you have to search for Addy Ads or type out Citizen Journalism. You'll find it. I'll put those um, links in the description as well as your Twitter. I highly recommend following George's Twitter. Yeah. Two minute videos every day. You're always in, you're the force gump of traveling. Every time I, Every time I look at you, you're like standing in front of the Taj Mahal, and then you're standing in front of Fort Benning, and then you're on like the South Pole, and then you're on like you're in like Kiev, and then you're in like and then you're in like Johannesburg, but he's everywhere. But, yeah, well, it is. It, you know, in journalism, at least when you go there, you get the W right. You know, you get the where. It, at least people know you got that far, and mm. it's a lot easier to get who and what and when. Uh, when you're there, because you can start asking people, you can go to the restaurants, you can start asking people questions, and they'll say, oh, no, 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 or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, your question, China Dust. Um, the 
and I get into it a little bit in this book, but uh, you know, I get even more into it in a book called Rock Island Virus that I'm I'm rewriting. Um, if you want to, let's say, prepare United States troops for what they may encounter in foreign wars, one way is to just send them all over there. They get sick, and then you bring them all back uh, dying or sick to the United States and then start a pandemic in the United States. But there's another way. There's a thing at the in the Army has called the Defense Threat Reduction Agency to try to, to try to reduce that threat, DITRA or DTRA, at Fort Belvoir. And what they do is they say, hey, wait a minute. If we can model, if we can go out and capture and get to these things early when it's still, you know, a little lantern in Mrs. O'Leary's barn and catch the fire in the barn, quickly capture it, uh, bring it back or or in some laboratory, isolate it, run the sequence out, and then send the sequence back to DTRA, we can create a particle that on the outside looks almost exactly like the virus, the spikes, if you will. Doesn't really, We don't really need to deal with the inside, uh, the genetic material, so that it can replicate. So it doesn't have to be a real virus. It could be a pseudovirus. Because when the spikes go into your bloodstream, if we create a, vi a vaccine out of this, your body still is going to create antibodies to the spikes. And so you're going to be vaccinated, and that's how a vaccine's created. But it's not going to replicate because it doesn't have the ball, if you will, doesn't have the genetic material, okay? So uh, in any situation uh, in the world where you have a new novel uh, breakout, what we want to do at the U.S. State Department, we also have people traveling back and forth to these countries. We want to get ahead of uh, virus breakouts there too. Uh, same same idea applies. Well, this happened in Wuhan. Something happened. I think it was a very small release of a lab leak on September the 11th. They did a huge air conditioning upgrade on September the 16th. I think it was Trump signed the mRNA uh, presidential order. I think on the 17th or maybe the 19th. So there's something that happened. We I've been given uh, hints that I'm on the right track as far as a, a memo, a 9-11 memo, uh, not a 9-11-2001 memo, but a 9-11 coronavirus memo 2019, the coronavirus memo. Uh, and I believe that if they then said, hey, wait a minute, this could have spread. What we need to do is we need to inoculate Wuhan and we need somebody who can develop a nanoparticle which looks like this new novel thing that may have escaped. And we'd like to call in our partner, the Chinese government would like to call in the partner, the U.S. State Department, and go ahead and spread this thing. You can spread this thing in the air. It can be inhaled and through cigarettes. You can put it in food. Um, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter. It's not a real virus. It's not going to replicate and spread. So you can put it in the fish and the heme of the blood of the fish, or you can put it in the air and have it spray throughout the city, et cetera. People will get, some people will get sick that react really super uh, uh, sensitively. Other people will just get it like a shot and develop the antibodies. Some people won't develop the antibodies at all. So it's not a complete fix, but we have evidence to show that this is what happened over the last 20 years with Ralph Barrick at the, the University of North Carolina uh, Carolina lab and Zhang Li of the Wuhan lab. They've been working on these spikes and working on these pseudoparticles. And actually, the pseudoparticle for coronavirus was done in 2008. 
So that's the hypothesis that the the thing that we think of as the early breakout may have been a pseudoparticle or China dust. And then later on, the live virus comes to the United States. It's one of those weird moments, like when you read about how James G. Sangleton had a file on Lee Harvey Oswald. You're like, well, that makes sense. It's starting in 1959. And you're like, what? You know, or, you know project for a new American century talking about you know, like toppling nations in the Middle East. You're like, yeah, I mean, I know history. And then you see it's like a year before 9-11 and you're like, hold up. Is this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, Miter, uh, Nellie Warren Miter and her underling, Lisa Page, were working in 19, um, Lisa Page wasn't, but Nellie Orr in 1999. Miter ran the 911 simulation, 2001, for uh, the FAA. And they were in the basement of the FAA with a company called P-Tech, a Pakistani Israeli firm, two years before 9 11. So there are things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. It's a, was it Operation Vigilant Guardian, like the day of nine eleven? Yep. Huh. That's a that's what we call. Huh. It. As Tim Dillon says, that wasn't a coincidence. A coincidence is when you're born in Long Island, and thirty years later you go on a cruise and you meet someone else from Long Island. That's a coincidence. <laughs> no, it's not a coincidence that the Bush family was having dinner with the Hinckley family the night <laughs> Hinckley started firing wildly at Reagan. And the bushes were set to ascend to the throne. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> um, but so with China Dust, um, you touched on something that, I mean, all the episodes are just blurring together, but it was about two years ago. I want to head on uh, Claire Lopez, uh, Lopez LLC, 20-year veteran of the, the CIA. And we did an episode about um, about the Club K missile system the warheads, the launch, the Chinese-owned ports, which that's nightmare fuel if you want that. Just go Google Club K missile system. There is a gun to our head at all times. And that's kind of what what I guess caught my attention was the animation in that video you had uploaded of referring to your, your previous deceased partner task force about the, the Club K missile system, I think China dust, and what amounts to a false flag on the United States to draw us into war with China. Yeah. That's going to be rock Island virus. That's my next book. Uh, I bet I just spoil it. No, no, okay. it's a perfect lead in. It's All a perfect right. lead in. Yeah. In the book, uh, you'll find that a Russian general named Sechin, the same guy who did the pipeline deal across China, uh, for Russian oil and for a company called Rosneft, that guy, that, that Sechin, uh, is also part of a company called the Crescent Group, and they're coming into Port Canaveral, which just happens to be our Trident nuclear sub-base, as well as the, where we shoot off our Saturn V rockets and the new Atlas rocket, of a course. A coincidence, George. <laughs> you never want to go to some, like, Port, port Pierce, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you always want to go to the most top-secret place. You don't want to go to Boston Harbor or some shit. <laughs> no, no. I mean, especially at ice is over. Uh, but uh, then we have a odd uh, partner in the company. He's the Iraqi. You remember Nuclear Ali? You're probably maybe old enough to remember Nuclear Ali in the first Gulf War. Okay, he was the top expert for the chemical weapon and uh, uh, nuclear. And then there was Chemical Ali that did the the chems. Well, Nuclear Ali is the partner in the company. What could go wrong? You know, nuclear Ali, along with the Russian general coming in and out of where all of our nuclear submarines are, it it's it's a match made in heaven, right? 
Um, so we find that there's a lot of things that Mr. Sechin, uh, other than being the top executive for Rosneft Oil, it's often a cover for weapons, bringing weapons into the United States like these Club K missiles. The company to export Russian missile technology is called Rosboron Export, and they make the Club K, and it's made to fit inside containers, containers to hide the fact that there are these covert missiles. They're 20-foot containers or they're 40-foot containers. They're traveling along the highway on pickup tra- uh, on the Train. semi-loads. Yeah, trains. They're on uh, container Train ships. ships. And then all of a sudden they wake up at four in the morning, the elevators open up and Um, anyway, my partner, as you mentioned, task force believed that this was the delivery system for bio agents. Uh, If you had an insurrection in the United States, a much better way to handle it other than firing nuclear missiles or conventional explosives would be to uh, fire some kind of non-lethal or potentially lethal, uh, but some kind of knockout gas, et cetera from these pre-positioned missiles. So that's called MAVNI, Military Assets Vitally Needed in Case of Insurrection. What's the and what's the acronym? MAVNI, MAVNI. They've changed it to mean in case of uh, something else, but it was originally in case of insurrection. Mav, um, MAVNI? MAVNI, MAVNI. What is it again, MAVNI. Military Assets? Vitally Needed in Case of Insurrection. MAVNI. Um, yeah, and they were bringing in, they were they were prepositioning all this uh, stuff at uh, uh, fake mosques or mosques fronts. They were going to proxy this off and say that Muslim terrorists did it. Of course. Uh, and, yeah, of course, global war on terror may as well start right here at home. <laughs> and, and so this is a theory. This is a theory that she brought from her contacts at Joint Special Operations Command, which is Fort Bragg and then SOCOM down in Tampa. I don't know. If it's true or it isn't true, I followed a lot of the leads. I did find a lot of the things that she said got verified after her death. So that's what the book's about. Uh, and China Dust is a big part of it. China Dust is a huge part of it because the payload of the the rocket is Russian, but the payload is this joint venture between uh, the American universities. She didn't know about UNC at that time, but between American universities and China, hence the China Dust. It was called China Cover. She she called it China Cover for covering a big mm. area. And also the fact that it wouldn't be a war with China if these missiles come and we think they're coming from China. They're actually, no, they're actually being fired from Saskatoon or, you know, some other place and already very close in the United States. Um, There's something <clears throat> I was thinking about this yesterday about false flags and I mean, you can cut, you can you can pull off a false flag against in Afghanistan or Iraq. Let's just let's just for let's just say nine eleven was an, was an inside job. Which is fucking even if you don't believe it, it's just thought experiment. You can kind of pull it off a country that not only are you more advanced than, but against the rest of the world is 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 pretty archaic, right? A, a kind of Middle Eastern, I mean, just tribal warlords for several millennia. You can kind of, you know, how how are you gonna how are you gonna deny that? You know, they can't really provide their own satellite images of us to, or you know, they're not cracking our encrypted messages between DARPA and and Fort Detrick, and it'd be a little harder to do it against China or Russia. I mean, you would have almost like a Trumpian equivalent of like G getting on Twitter and being like, "We would never do this. Why would we fire missiles?" full of 
bioweapons at the United States. The only way you could do it, I suppose you'd have to, I suppose you, I suppose you'd have to trick China into thinking they did it, thinking it was like a rogue general, get like some Dongfang missiles or something. And you'd have to have, right? Because you couldn't just fake it because they've all got satellites too. We're all looking at missile plumes. It would have to be, it would have to, like the idea of uh, Operation Northwoods was right to like blow up airliners and then we wouldn't even, we wouldn't break the news. We would have like Cuban reporters break it to the world. And then we would be like, oh, that wasn't, we didn't even, we didn't even notice that. So you'd almost have to fire like genuine Chinese missiles from like a Chinese, I don't know, a, a submarine or something. You would have to make them believe that it was a rogue Chinese general. Because otherwise, I don't see how you could do it against a near-peer competitor. Well, will they, uh, if, if, if it's just a onesie, let's just say for all of a sudden, all the people in Centerville, uh, Louisiana, witness uh, a horrible beating of some MAGA guy. Sure. A- and they say, okay, that's it. We're getting the pickup trucks. We're getting the AR-15. We're driving to Baton Rouge. This, that, That's it. Well, it would be, um, you know, a missile could be deployed 10 miles ahead of them. And then it could hit in the ground and then uh, release the agent, either colorless or colorful, if you wanted to make it seem like, hey, you're being gassed, turn around. Um, so, so, and then you could say, hey, it's a leak. And yeah. we, ha- we had a similar toxic leak in Centerville, in Louisiana, and these two Russian gals. And it was a leak from a carbon black factory. So people are getting uh, asphyxiated or, ineb- or however overcome with smoke. Well, it was, a, it was an industrial accident. Okay. That's a onesie. But if there's another type of uh, incident, which is that's it. Uh, you know, Trump was arrested and we saw him get Rodney Kinged you know, out in front of a Mar-a-Lago and everybody saw that at once. And then everyone was up in arms and they said, that's it. We're going for the state capitals or whatever. Uh, Then you would have a cut internet, cut power, block roads. And now, you know, the, the smoke would fly or the other uh, scenario here is there is, you know, world war going on i mean this is the henry kissinger memo memorandum 200 where you want to get rid of half of the people in the country and you just cut power cut electricity fire the missiles everybody all everybody over 50 dies um and we say that was a horrible war and we need more money now in the department of defense there's a lot of different scenarios so i I have the scenario, which is the latter, the last one, which was the kind of the doomsday Henry Kissinger memo 200. You know, we need to get the population down by half, you know, the useless eaters. Yeah. So useless eaters. He, and he's, you know, I don't know if I'm surprised that he outlived the queen. That was, maybe he thinks she's the leak. You know, I keep thinking, I think Kissinger's going through all the people who leaked that Matt Pottinger was the guy, his guy to stab Trump. Do you think Kissinger had her knocked off? No, I don't. But uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll take that stance. I don't care. 
<laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he did. But George, I don't. I don't represent George. I think that Kissinger and Klaus had her killed. Well, he. I mean, I don't. God rest her soul. I was just sure. Rest, yeah. Palace. A couple of times, I have nothing against the Queen at no, all. Meaning, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm being an asshole. No, of course. no, no I'm, I'm prefacing. She's I'm a 96 year old woman. I, I yeah, rest yeah. in peace. I'm getting all my, you know, uh, curtsies and bows out of the way. So you can run for to... office one day. No, no. So I could say the juice, you know, which is her husband. I mean, this is not a made up uh, conspiracy theory. Her husband's very interested in the virus. The mm-hmm. China dust kind of thing that we're talking about, only the real live one. And Prince Bernard that started with IG Farben guy who started uh, Bilderberg was very interested in this. Uh, the World Wildlife Fund for a, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of land was put aside, but uh, that was to take land from the uh, sovereign nations of Africa to preposition something. I mean, you could believe an ex-IG farmer guy really did care about the elephants. It's hard to believe that people believe that the guy who who stashed all the uh, the Nazi bioweapons guys after World War II is really that interested in giraffes. But, you know, people want to believe it and they buy the World Wildlife Fund patches. I mean, and and he... I mean, Prince Philip was a very active MI6 in MI6 and very active in keeping the possessions of, of England and very active in how do we subjugate uh, uprisings and so forth. In, in possession after possession, this is what came up. Um, and he worked a lot uh, with uh, international partners, even and after the Soviet Union fell recruiting people to England to Porton Down, their scientists, for exactly this reason. They kept the program going through South Africa, through proxies like South Africa and other and other partners. And in Africa, through uh AFRICOM, our our United States AFRICOM in Africa. So you know, Queen Elizabeth dying right now, I think it's gonna be one or two days of you know, fall to roll and so forth and, and funeral. And then everybody's going to realize that, wait a minute, what is the Royal family really focused on over the last 50 years? It's going to be bio agents. I hate to say it, but that's the number one focus of the Royal family. Just bio agents, uh, bio agents since, I mean, if you look at Churchill it goes back to 27, the first time he used poison gas. Yeah, on on indigenous populations in in Iraq, and and this was always the way the British Petroleum would keep their keep their oil fields. It's the force multiply. It's the number. It's the ultimate force multiply. It's yeah. It's as old as time. I mean, you, you one army gets the plague or some some virus. I mean that that's shifted world events probably more than marching armies. Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, if you could if you could take control of that, right? It's the allure of controlling weather. I mean, weather is that. I mean, how many how many storms have have decided you know maritime battles over the millennia? If you could well, control land that. battle, land yeah. battles as well. Battle oh, yeah. of all, I mean, you go through all the battles. Oh yeah, uh, Waterloo. Um, so I, I think that technology, Operation Popeye technology, certainly exists, and they didn't stop. You know, in Vietnam, they didn't stop what, in Vietnam. What was it? Operation Popeye was to uh, seed the clouds. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and that really is effective if you're using a hand cart to move an artillery piece down the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a torrential monsoon, monsoon. and it <laughs> slow, slows you down. Yeah. That's kind of another talk that I've never really even looked into, but I think it's fascinating. It would be the controlling of, I mean, talk about the ultimate plausible deniability, just wep or just weather weaponizing weather. Do you think that that is, and I know we didn't, we're kind of deviating off the topic, but do you think that that's something that's been, that that's something that's matured? I mean, if we're doing it in Vietnam, I don't think it would just, we didn't, when we retired the SR-71 Blackbird, we didn't just go, all right, no more recon. No, it's got the NRO and the National Geospatial Agency. I mean, we're looking at your retina from orbit. Like, so if you, if we are seeding clouds in Nam, I mean, it's been 50 plus years. Why wouldn't that have been matured? You, your audio cut out. I just drove by uh, Eglin Air Force Base, and I think there's an SR-71 in the front yard. And the only reason I don't know is because an absolutely torrential rainstorm came out of nowhere. So I don't know if this is how you defend the base. You know, you just create a deluge to stop the enemy or whatever. I was just driving by, guys. It's a public highway. But, um, yeah, it did make me think of po uh, Operation Popeye, and that was 50 years ago. It is a great way to do a non-lethal defense. Yeah. You can't see. I mean, I'm going five miles an hour in my car. Everything stops to a standstill. And now your force multipliers of radar and infrared and everything really uh, kick in. So uh, I think bio agents are the same sort of idea. You know, the, the enemy falls asleep. That's even better. Yeah. They're not driving five miles an hour. They're asleep. Yeah. And then all you need is one guy to go just shoot people that are sleeping, sleeping. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't want to touch the weather thing because I don't know anything about it. So I don't, I don't know anything either. So I'm not even going to, I have no problem speculating wildly. I just, I don't know anything about it. Um, So with China dust, how would this, what would be the end goal? Would the end goal be, would it be pacification of the United States under the guise of a Chinese attack? Or would it be a just your good old-fashioned classic false flag, a pretense to galvanize the nation and win world support to go to arms against China? Well, I'll I'll tell you how I would do it. Um, and I, this is, is speculation complete. But if you had a air delivery system, let's say a, a very silent drone uh, or you could jam the recon in such a way that it would look like a flock of birds or, you know, whatever you could give a signature that looked natural and you could dust an area. Um, this has been used. Smart dust has been used for since Vietnam, right? Trying to track insurgents, track, gorillas and so forth and, and one of the ways is outside the clothing dusting the, the outside of the clothing but the other way is getting people to ingest things that then can be biometrically paired with things like like a cell phone that they carry um, so if you dust a river like the yangtze river or the mountains and it all the china dust runs down these particles that don't degrade and then they fish eat them and they glom on to different, you know, uh, bacteria and so forth in the water. 
then the fish could bring this in and internalize these things. And so as people eat the fish, they internalize the nanoparticles. Same thing for the water, same thing for the air they breathe. But after time, they would start, um, you could develop signatures for different people who live in different areas. You can spray a, a certain type of dust, which they did for Osama bin Laden out by the, you know, uh, the cave he was at, Tora Bora. And if now you see that terrorist dust, super red alert dust coming into a bazaar in uh, Faisalabad, then you go red alert, pick them up, stop them, you know. Um, and that's how Operation Blackjack was, was told to me by task force that she had people saying this is the program and there is some kind of biometric i don't know how it works some kind of biometric link up between the phone and other um, devices that you could walk by somebody and like a scanner at the airport lido scanner would be the first thing that would potentially see this and go oh red alert yeah, this is beep, the, beep, beep. yeah this is the red alert terrorist dust all speculation, but I know a lot of effort's been put into this smart dust. Is that what China dust was? It makes sense. Uh, 10,000 athletes go to the Wuhan games where we have the big breakout. You dust them all, and then you watch them go all the way back to the airport, to their home country airport, and then all the way to their house. Yeah. So, so they give all, you're, you're tracking all 10,000 of the most elite athletes in the world all the way back to their 100 home countries. Yeah. And the and the coaches, yeah. So, it's I mean it's it's evil, but I mean God, it's brilliant. I mean you took you. I mean, not only that, I mean the dust could be as, you know, depending on where you spray it. I mean every dust could be as unique as a fingerprint or your social security number or, you know, just your uh, your your the blood vessel patterns in your eye or like your retina scan. I mean you really could forget having a burner phone. I mean this could be paired to you inexorably i mean do you think they like you think they dusted like january 6th i bet um, they probably did something like that they probably dusted the portland rioters um it probably makes sense and i'm uh sure. it, it pro uh, so, oh, sorry no, no no yeah i was gonna say it, that it probably makes sense again if i was doing it i would look at cells that rapidly divide in your body and if i could see the cells that rapidly divide in your body then you would yourself make copies of your own identifying code yeah so there's these cells that are going around your body called pluripotent stem cells that yeah. are made in your in your blood you can become mineral. anything yeah right and they can be induced into being a white blood cell or red blood cell or a platelet etc you want to get it right before the last point of differentiation i i kind of compare it to coming out of high school or college and you could do any career you want to do your pluripotent last, yeah the last meiotic division yeah, yeah, you could go any way you want, and the and the blood typically becomes the the target because you turn over your blood cells every thirty days. You make about three hundred or two hundred million a day for both the white blood cells and the red blood cells. So this is a way of, hey, once I seed and start inducing each one, teach one kind of thing, I start seeding everything in the blood. I now can put a serial number mm. in the blood, um, and who knows? I, so there are a lot of uh, blue sky type applications here and a lot of smart people sitting at whiteboards probably have thought of a lot of things that I haven't thought of uh, but I'm doing a lot of work right now on clotting and um, 
looking at this thing called von Wildebrand's factor and looking at ways that you could imitate von Wildebrand's or get people's own genome to start making it too much of it, which would cause clots because we have a lot of clotting going on long COVID. It's a big problem. The myocarditis with Dr. McCullough talks about it. Um, these sudden heart attacks, you see the people keel over. So, so that's my big area of interest right now. I haven't heard that term, I think, since molecular biology, cell bio 3400 that I took fall 2013 at UGA. Von Wilder. Yeah. Oh, Von Wilderbrand factor? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever really had to know it, but I just remember it from a diagram. It was one of those weird things that, like, there's some weird names in like biology that just stick with me forever, like islet of Langerhans in your pancreas or the like, Wernicke's area. Like, some of them are just so, like, they're just so ridiculous. Von will, yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine well, like, a, like, Von, like an auto, like an, a clotting factor, but it just kind of sounds like it's like a clotting factor wearing like a pickle halibut helmet and like a mustache. Like, this is the Bismarck factor four. <laughs> well, I do think it was discovered by a royal German. The Von is, is a royal designation <laughs> in Germany. Uh, and if you look at regular clotting factor eight and hemophilia, um, which you need, most people think, oh, they, 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 clotting factor eight but in actual fact your clotting factor eight is only good in your body for two hours without von wildebrand's von wildebrand's allows your uh, factor eight to be 12 hours in your bloodstream so it protects you a long a lot longer if you know your kids are going to go play a football game i don't know about a football game but if your hemophiliac kids are going to go horseback riding or something like that you may not want to cover them just for two hours you may want to cover them for 12 hours and that's why uh, hemophiliacs actually also have a von Willebrand factor in the clotting factor they inject. Mm. Um, so it's, it, but my, my point is, is that the, through interbreeding with Queen Victoria, I think she's the great grandmother of, of the current queen, Queen, queen Elizabeth. Um, and they have this, they have this uh, porphyria it's called, which is a, uh, malformation of the heme or the porphyrin ring actually and it causes some of the porphyrin rings not to be able to hold the oxygen and if you don't hold as much oxygen as somebody else it gives you this bluish color or purple color hence the name blue blood or purple blood and and this is a a big problem well you could see where the elites of europe you're a knight of Malta. Well, you have to be an elite of Europe, right? But you would want to spend all the money on figuring this out, yeah. right? This is this is your big genetic thing. Wouldn't it be great if you could take the thing that figures out how to go on to chromosome 12 and program my body into making more von Wildebrand, more VFW or VWF? Also could be used as a bioweapon, as a bioagent to get rid of the useless eaters. Mm. Because I need the VWF to clot so i don't you know when i'm on my horse chase, yeah yeah but if you get it you're going to start developing all kinds of clots going to be thrown to your brain as an aneurysm thrown to your heart as an aneurysm uh slow your uh your ejection you know sh slow your fraction of of uh, blood flow uh, in key areas cause tingling uh, uh make uh diabetes wor uh, worse uh, heart disease, worse hardening in the arteries, all the things that come along with constriction. So you've got a, it's, it's, it's like Queen Elizabeth's wet dream. I hate to say it on the day she dies, but, <laughs> but, 
but it is like uh let's say prince philip's wet dream <laughs> no no uh, you, you already said it the, <laughs> the sentence queen elizabeth's wet dream on the day she died that is a sentence that has never been said in the history of man that and, uh, queen, queen elizabeth's wet dream on the day she died <laughs> Well, it might have been to see Maybe. her husband. Her Maybe what's what killed again. her. Maybe what's what killed her. Well, coronavirus is the crown, you know, and yeah. uh, a lot of this money for coronavirus research did come from the Wellcome Trust, which is based there in London. Sir Henry Wellcome used bioagents. He was using bioagents in South Africa against the Boers. It was his big force multiplier. Uh, Rhodes glommed on to Sir Henry Wellcome because he had the 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 ultimate force multiplier you know to take care of the the natives um and he, sir henry welcome if you go to the welcome museum he's got all these treasures from all over the world where they use the bio agent well those dead people don't need their treasures anymore yeah. let's car cart them off to london and i don't want to say bad things about the you know welcome trust but this is just fact this yeah. is sir henry welcome and we identified in our study in 2019 a person who's training everybody in Wuhan during this crazy time of China dust to September 11th, who also is getting vaccine bids for the Welcome Trust. Now, why is that? Seems like a hand is in the cookie jar. Mm. And um, I think you'd really like the book uh, First Platoon by Annie Jacobson about uh, the history of, but really the maturity of... Uh, like bio identification, you know, it's kind of goes back all the way to like fingerprints with the FBI, but I mean, kind of into really what we saw in GWAT, right? All the, we've all seen the images of the soldiers, you know, zip tying suspected whoever and looking at the retinas, looking, you know, getting the, like the particles in their breath. That is a fascinating book about all of this. I think we'll probably tie into, to smart dusting and Lido scanners and the leave Let me, hole. I'll read it. And I'm doing a uh, chapter by chapter summary with two two minute videos for Kissinger, and I, and I cover topics like that in my in my new book uh, Citizen Journal uh, with Addy Ads. You can search on Citizen Journalism. It's a bestseller, Tommy. Number one in espionage, number one in intelligence, number one in journalism uh, for new releases, and we're climbing the charts for the oh, yeah. the yearly charts. So it's a great book. It's beautiful. It's just such a beautiful book. Fantastic. It, yeah, index and everything. So get that. I have to unfortunately jump I know, over I know you run, to yeah. another. Yeah, but it is so great talking to you again. You too, brother. You know I always love talking to you. And I kind of on last last like twenty seconds sure. leads to an idea I've I've had for a while. I mean, one of my friends always brings it up, but I feel like the next step in all of this is not going to even be dusting. The next evolution is going to be. I mean, we can right. You can read brain waves right with like an fMRI or something. I think the next thing is going to be reversing brainwaves down to what the thoughts are. And it's going to be like a real time. And then if you could you read a brainwave, well, then just extrapolate it with a mature enough technology. Eventually, you could read it from a, a drone. Eventually, you could read it from a plane. And eventually, you could read it from space. I think the next thing is going to be there's going to be a, 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 what am I, a dictionary, a list of brainwave patterns that are associated with terrorism or fascism or insurrection. And those are going to be as unique as fingerprints and they're going to start pinging. I mean, truly start pinging wrong thinkers 
before before they can even act. And I feel like that's the I have nothing to base that on. Well, I do. Uh, I attended the Lieber Lieber trial, and yeah. they were talking about nano meshes going across the blood brain barrier yeah. and reading reading brain waves more uh, with more precision. And just like you analyze a voice wave, you could analyze a brain wave uh, and find out what it means if it's a sends messages to the uh, amygdala, the mm-hmm. reptilian get mad part of the brain, then then that's you know shut that person's you know car down or something shut the, shut the uh, yeah my, or, minority report <laughs> yeah or i mean start start using you know super fast almost subliminal you could probably find a way to make like a a, a light based morse code from screens from your phone or something you're looking at it and it's maybe flashing something that causes an effect in your brain you don't even know what's going on and it's shifting your brain patterns to where all of a sudden you know all just ironically, I start to lose interest in COVID and nine eleven conspiracies, yeah. and I wouldn't even know. I would just, I would just stop. I would just start reviewing the Kardashians. People would be like, "Dude, Tommy stopped interviewing George Webb and Doctor McCullough. He only reviews iPhones now." And it would just, but they might not even notice because their phones too would be blinking. Then all of a sudden, hey, why do we really care about the Patriot Act? It's it's bygones be bygones. All hell the state. But I know you got to go. I'll stop keeping you. I'll put all the links to your stuff, your books, your website, your podcast, your Twitter, all that good shit. Put it in the description. As always, George, you know, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Love you too, Tommy. Good seeing you. Thank you so much, sir. You as well, buddy. Take care.